0: to God. we we'll turn your Bibles once again to Romans chapter 13, verse 1. Hallelujah. As we continue our message on violence in America, police and black men. Amen. Amen. Once again, Bishop stated, we as pastors have a responsibility to walk you through the word of God on the subject in the times we're living in. Amen. Why? Because this can be a very touchy subject. And once again, because this is a political year, both political parties and the media have used this issue of black men and police for their purposes. Amen? But once again, you'll find that the police departments in the U.S. and even here are a reflection of our society. Let me say it again. They are a reflection of our what? Society. And we know there are probably more than 1% of our society who are just bad people. Amen? But half the people that we come in contact with are still good people. Tell your neighbor, there are also still good people out here. And we stated when it comes to police training, the recruits come from all kinds of different directions. You get all kinds of people. You have some that are racist, black and white. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. You have all kinds of different thinking. You have have some extreme, good, confident people. And you have some that you wonder who in God's name gave you a gun and a badge. Come on, say amen, somebody. So you have all kinds. You have male and female. So once again, there are some things you need to understand. Amen. And we talked about this last, last Sunday. There are justified police use of deadly force, even if the person is unarmed amen we walked you through the, we walked you through amen the doctrine called disparity of force amen I'm not going to go over that you have to get the CD amen but we stated there are, oh, there are also police officers who also misuse their authority and that can be more than 1% and some of them are in jail or fired because of the misuse of their authority but there are also some that get away with the misuse of their authority oh come on say amen somebody What? See, there are tens of millions of dollars given to victims of police misconduct every year. And for people who are not raised with the skin tone that we have, Amen. amen, and don't experience being thrown over a police car or the hood of their own car, it's very difficult for them to have an understanding of how you feel. Amen. They don't think about this because why? They don't have to go through it. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. But these things do happen. Tell your neighbor, these things do happen. There have been people from all walks of life thrown over the hood of a car. But the majority of police officers won't do that. And majority of police officers don't act that way. Are you with me out here? And once again, Bishop sent this CD about this subject to all the churches up under him so we could teach it to our congregations so you can know how to think from the word of God and how to believe, what to believe, and how to act. And we'll get into how to act today. Amen? Because if all the information that you get is from only the news media, you are in trouble and you are very uninformed. Tell your neighbor, you are very uninformed. So let's read Romans chapter 13, verse 1 again. Tell your neighbor, this is God speaking to us. Come on, tell another neighbor, this is God's word, and he's speaking to me. Amen? See, this is from God's word, and what I'm about to say is based on one thing. In this church, we are a Bible-believing Christians. Are we Bible-believing Christians? We believe that the Bible is God speaking to us, and the Bible is final authority. And it's the highest authority over all. Are you with me out here? Now, if you don't believe that, you're not going to like what we're talking about today. Amen? Why? Because the Bible settles all arguments. Say your neighbor, the Bible settles all arguments. So it says in Romans 13:1, let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. For, is there, for there is no power but of who? Of God. And the powers that be are what? Are ordained of who? Of God. Whosoever therefore resists the power Resists the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves what Damn. damnation. So it says, for rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the what evil. He said, wilt thou then that not be afraid of the power? Do that which is, good. do that which is good, and thou shalt have the praise of the same. For he is a what? He is the minister of God to thee for what good. But if thou do that which is evil, be what? Be afraid, why? For he beareth not the sword in vain, for he is a minister of God, a revenger to do what? Execute wrath upon him that what? Doeth evil. They're anointed to do that. Wherefore, we must need to be subject not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. For this cause pay tribute also, for you are God's ministers, and for they are God's ministers, attending, Continue upon this very thing. Render, therefore, to all their dues tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, and honor, Honor. somebody say honor, Honor. to whom honor. O no man nothing but to love one another, for he that loveth another has what? Has fulfilled the law. Now, we broke this chapter down bit by bit, and we used different translations, amen, in a process to help you get it. And we're not going to do that today. You got to get the CD. CD. <laughs> amen. So the Bible clearly tells us that the, that the judicial branch of government and law enforcement are called. Are what? Called and appointed by who? God to uphold Right. The scriptures tell us they are appointed for that purpose although there are people who have no business being police officers. But God is the one who puts in the hearts of these people the willingness to hazard their lives each and every day. In other words, there are people called for this purpose and this is their calling by God and that's what's driving them. Come on, say amen, somebody. Once again, now that doesn't mean when you're called into any area that you cannot over time lose your anointing. Amen? Or depart from your calling. Just like anything else, people make mistakes. Have you ever made a mistake? But if you're a person that carries a gun and a badge, You can make a mistake, but the consequences can be deadly instantly. Come on, are you with me out here? Costing you either your life, or civilian's life, or sometimes even somebody innocent life, because split-second decisions have to be made. Sometimes you have that much time to decide and act. And you will be judged if you act slow, And somebody instant dies, amen. They're going to want to know why you failed to do your duty because you acted too slow. And if you make the wrong action, you may go to prison for the rest of your life. That's why we said this is a very tough job. Tell your neighbor it is a very tough job. Tell somebody else this is a tough job. So turn to Mark chapter 3, verse 24 again. So we can see from the scriptures that the police officer's job is scriptural, is it not? It's what? It's scriptural. And Jesus tells us in Mark 3, 24, he says here, give you time to get there, Mark chapter 3, verse 24, he says, And if a kingdom be divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. Once again, neither underline it, cannot stand. And if the house be, what, divided against itself, that house, what, cannot stand. Underlined it again. And if Satan rise up against himself and be divided, he, what, he cannot stand but has an end. It says, no man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he will, what, first bind the strong man, and then he will, what, spoil his house. Now, once again, we see here the importance of unity versus division. And it clearly says that if you are divided, under no circumstances can you win. You cannot win. He uses the term cannot. Say neighbor, cannot. You cannot stand, which means if you can't stand, that means you are going to Fall. fall. Amen? And on the other hand, If you have unity and you stand together, you have an opportunity for the greatest success you've ever had. But that takes what? Unity and standing how? Standing how? Standing how? Together. And Jesus told us in John 10.10, he talks about Satan, and he describes Satan's mission. What's he say? What's the thief come to do? The thief... Cometh but what? Cometh not but for to what? Steal, to kill, and destroy. Once again, you need to understand that there is something going on and has been going on that is larger than today's stuff that we deal with horizontally. It's larger. There's a bigger picture. Tell your neighbor there's a bigger picture. You need to understand that there is a massive battle going on in this world amen for the souls of men it's going on every hour of every day and on Satan's side there are no rules all right with me out there he will use anybody under any circumstance he'll use any ploy any way possible to do what to divide and conquer and kill, steal, and destroy. you got to understand that. And what we're doing, we're looking at God's eye view of this. See, God has a view from above that sees everything, that sees the worldwide battle. He sees it, folks, and he sees what Satan's doing. He sees what the angels are doing, and he's seeing what we are doing. right now, even though Satan has been defeated, he still has a right to be here. And while he is here, if he's allowed to do what he does by the church, by who? If he's allowed to do what he do by the church, then he will act as though and proceed as though he has total control. So we talked about in the 20th century, God raised up a nation that was a protector of Israel. Who was that nation? America. We were the first nation under Harry Truman that stood up for Israel. And we were the nation with the highest percentage of born-again people in the world. No nation has ever even come close. And God blessed this nation. And from this nation with missionaries to every part of the world. Money for that to every part of the world. And a revelation of the scriptures to every part of the world. Now think about it. Now if you're the enemy, this is what you'll do to stop this from continuing. And if you go back to Europe, where God had assigned bishop to minister, Many of the places that Bishop has gone to at one time were the nations where the gospel was sent out, and now these nations are totally and completely void of the gospel. Today, it's completely gone, knocked out. And there are certain things that you always see that happen to those nations, certain things that happen in all these nations. Listen to me closely again. What happened to those nations that the gospel used to be sent out from? The first thing Satan did, they removed the word of God from their public schools and public square. In those nations. You hear what I just said? They removed the word of God from their public schools and public square. Has that happened here? Then jurisprudence. The laws got changed. To fit what was then modern society as opposed to the word of God. Has that happened yet? Then persecution began on those who stood on the word of God. And they became persecuted, first of all, in public settings and in schools. And in some places, they even got as far as physical persecution. Is the church being persecuted today? Are people being persecuted for standing up for what is right? From simply believing the word of God is true. And then the final thing that happened in those nations, it said then division happened in those countries. And they turned in on each other and they could not stand any further and those nations fell. That's what's happening right now in the U.S. of A. All of that. That's what's going on. Tell your neighbor, that's what's going on. Satan wants to turn us on one another. Satan is trying to incite a race war in America. White against black. He's using people to incite riots and incite war. Come on, say amen, somebody. And people do things without even recognizing what they're involved in without even the facts, and they will go all the way sometimes based upon incomplete information. You'll find people who are demon-possessed and do some crazy things like going to a church while they're having prayer and shoot eight people. Amen. Or shoot all those cops in Dallas. That was demonic. Yes, was. That was demonic possession. Come on, say amen, somebody. Satan wants war, folks. Tell neighbor, he wants war. He wants us so divided that we'll forget about God, the gospel, forget about the word of God, and turn on our brother and sister simply because of what color their skin is. Like I said before, I hope the people in this room or watching by Internet are mature enough to not to fall into that trap. Are you mature enough not to fall into that trap? Because like we said before, there are rights on all sides of this, and there are wrongs on all sides of this. Amen. But go back to Mark, Mark chapter 3, verse 20, 24. Let's continue on. It says, and if a kingdom be divided against itself, that kingdom cannot what? Stand. And if a house be divided against itself, somebody say divided. Stand. Divided against itself, that house cannot what? And if Satan rise up against himself and be what? Divided. He cannot what? Stand but have an end. The word divided here is the Greek word marizo. Somebody say merizo, And it means to disunite. It means to differ. It means be difference between. Let me say it again. It means to disunite, to differ or difference between. Then verse 27 says, no man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his what? Goods. Except he what? First bind the strong man, and then he will what? Spoil his house. Now when people expound on this text, they think of Satan as being the strong man and us as binding And spoiling his house, and to some extent that's true. But I want you to remind—I want to remind you of something to your neighbor. He's going to remind you of something that Satan is not the strong man any longer. Go to Colossians two fifteen. Satan is not the strong man. Any longer. The Bible said he has been conquered. He has been what? Conquered. Colossians 2.15 tells us Jesus having spoiled the thrills of power and the power, that, that's demon spirits. He put them off. And he made what? And showed them how. Over them how openly doing what? Triumphing over them in it. So in the heavenlies and in the eyes of God, there is a strong man in the earth today, but it's not the devil. The strong man in the earth today is the body of Christ. You hear what I just said? The strong man in the earth is the what? Is the body of Christ. We are the ones that hold the authority in the earth. And Satan can't enter into your house until he can first get you in bondage. He just can't put you in bondage, folks. He has to bring you to the bondage and get you to enter in. Oh, you hear what I just said? He has to bring you to the bondage and then get you to enter in. He doesn't have the authority now to go around and do whatever he wants to do. Are y'all with me out there? 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 8. The Bible says here, 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 8. It says be what? Be what? Be what? And what? Vigilant. Because you're what? I ever say who? As a roaring lion. He ain't, he, he ain't no lion. He's as, he just makes a lot of noise. I mean, he loud now. He real loud. But as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking... Whom seeking what whom he may what devour the reason he has to seek whom he may devour because there are whom's who are not devourable. They refuse in the authority of Jesus. So he has to get us. Tell us. He has to get us to forget who we are. He has to get us to forget what we have and get us to turn on ourselves. He doesn't have the power. We do. The real power is ours. Come on, say the real power is ours. See, the only power the devil has left comes from deception and illusion, and he uses the media for that. You know what I just said? He uses the what? The media for that. He lies to us, and then he waits for us to fall prey to those lies because he can't do a single thing about plundering our house unless we allow it. Did you hear what I just said? He cannot do a single thing about plundering your house unless you allow it. You have to allow it. He can't just come in when he wants to. You have to let him in. Now, what is the key to bringing down a strong man's house? Go back to Mark 3.24. What's the key? He said, if a kingdom be what? Divided against itself, that kingdom what? Cannot stand. And if the house be what? Divided against itself, that house what? Cannot stand. The key to bringing down a strong man's house is division. Is what? Is what? Listen, there's a spirit of division that is assigned to America there is a spirit of division that is assigned all the way to your household. Have you noticed him yet? Come on, say amen, somebody. There is a spirit of division that is assigned to cities and groups. That spirit of division's job is to incite and to cause there to be such an excitement that people are incarcerated, that people die, and people are hurt, and people become so full of hate, so full of hate, Why? So that Christians' faith stop working. Christians' faith stop working. Galatians 5, 6 says what? For in Jesus Christ neither circumstances avail of anything nor uncircumcised. They are differences that cause division. What does avail? But faith. The only thing that avail is what? Is what? Faith. Is what? Faith. faith, but faith which what? Worketh by love. That's the only way faith works. It only works by love. love. Hebrews eleven six. 6. What's this say? But without what? By what? Faith, it is what? Impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a what? Rewarder of them that what? Diligently what? Seek him. Listen to this now. He's a rewarder of them that what? Diligently what? Seek him. Which means even if you are mistreated, God says if you will still walk in love, I will cause you to be blessed anyway. Oh, you didn't hear what I just said. Even if you are mistreated, because you're walking in love and you still walking in love, God said, I will cause you to be blessed anyway. So if a police officer pulls you out of a car and slams you on a hood, now you know yourself. You can feel the back of the hair on your neck start to rise up. You can feel the heat rise. Let me try this side over here. You can feel the heat rise. And what happens? The devil starts talking to you. You don't have to take this. You didn't do anything to deserve this. You need to give that police officer a piece of your mind. Come on, say amen, somebody. Come on, you know your constitutional rights. Our Constitution is a God-ordained document. It's not a living document. It is the document of which this great experience of just a little 200, 200 years has produced the greatest nation on the face of this Amen. earth Amen. that is the richest nation. Come on, ever in human history with the greatest military force of all time. Amen. Amen. You, it is the only nation in human history. Listen, listen now, it's the only nation in human history who will fight an enemy, destroy the enemy and then rebuild their house for them. We rebuilt Japan. We rebuilt Germany. We rebuilt Italy after we wiped them out. We spent billions of United States dollars to do it, folks. And a man by the name of Francis DiCoco, a guy from France, he came to America. And he said, America is great because America is good. And as long as America stays good, it will always be great. He was right. But where does that goodness come from? It comes from doing it God's way, from doing things God's way. What's the Bible saying, Matthew 5, 43? Some of y'all need to take this and tape it on your forehead. What's well, it say in Matthew five forty three? Because some of y'all hold grudges. Come on. You still mad at somebody right now? Every time you see them, the back of hair on your neck teeth rising up. You're doing everything within your power not to go over there and smack them. If they, if, if, if they would know you was a Christian, you probably would have. Matthew 5, 43 says, You have heard that it has been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thy enemy. But I say unto you, Love love your what? uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. Pray for them that they spitefully use you and persecute you. But that's what this nation did. That's what this nation did. And what did God do? God caused this nation to have a booming economy. And understand this, that didn't stop changing until this nation started moving away from God. And we had a good economy under both Democrats and Republicans. Amen. And they want to take credit, but guess what? All the credit goes to God and his word. Amen. Amen. But why, do, why does the devil want all this to happen? That's happening today. Look at John 14, 26. Why he wants all this to happen. John 14, 26. It says, but the Comforter. Who's ministry in the earth today? The Comforter. Which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. He shall what? Teach you how many things? All things. And bring what? All things to remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. So it says, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, will teach you how many things? All things. All things. Amen. He's also, look at Ephesians 4.30. It says, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30, talking about the Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, they use the name interchangeably. It says in Ephesians 4, 30, and what? And what? Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are what? Sealed unto the day of redemption. In other words, the Holy Spirit can be grieved. The Holy Spirit can be grieved. He can be made sad, and he, when he's made sad, he will not move forward. You know what I just said? He will what? He will not move forward. When does that happen? That happens when the flesh is in control. How does the devil divide? He divides by magnifying our differences. He does it by race. He does it by region. He does it by custom or culture. He does it by class and by gender. That's just some of the ways, but there are a lot of others. Come on, say amen, somebody. So what he'll do? He'll pit us against each other. White against black. Red against brown. Brown against yellow. Males against females. Country folk against city folk. Southerners against northerners. Crucians against St. Tomians. All of that crazy stuff. Come on, say amen, somebody. Here have Crucians thinking, oh, St. Tomians think they better than us. And St. Johnians thinking both Crucians and St. Thomas just treat us like second-class citizens because they're bigger than us. Oh, hush, you know, you, you, you don't think like that, but they do. But all that is regional stuff. All oh, that's what? Regional stuff. So if the governor is from St. Thomas, he's making those decisions because he's a St. Tomian. If the governor is a crucian, he's making no decision because he's a crucian. (laughs) Not because this is what may be needed at the time for that particular situation, and a decision has to be made. And it may be listen, it may have nothing to do with where he came from. In other words, Satan will use any differences that he can find to produce the results of John 10.10, where the thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy. And as believers, we must be the ones that rather than throwing gasoline on the fire, we're supposed to be the ones that put out the fire. We are born again Spirit filled Christians. We're supposed to be the ones that doesn't allow the gasoline or don't throw the gasoline on the fire. We're supposed to be the one that douses the fire. Let me try this side over here. We are born again Christians. We're supposed to be the ones that doesn't throw gasoline on the fire. We're supposed to be the one that douses the fire. Okay, we'll try to sign one more time. <laughs> As born-again Christians, yes. we're supposed to be the one that doesn't throw gasoline on the fire. We're supposed to be the one that doused the fire. Yes. Amen. 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 So that means, listen to this now, so that means we can't be the ones in the beauty shop And the barbershop saying, I uh-huh, see, I told you. We can't be the ones yakety yak and pouring more fuel on the fire. Oh, I'm preaching good in here. All oh, those police officers are racist. I'm afraid to even drive in the states. Come on, I heard this one. I heard that on the news. I talked to my relatives that lived there, and they said this. And my girlfriend said this over there, and I know she don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> We're the ones that should be saying, you know, we don't know all the facts about this situation. We don't know all the facts between those two. But God loves both sides. So let's pray that the truth comes out. Why? So that nobody's acting on stuff that ain't real. So let's pray that the real justice is done if justice is required. Let's let's, Let's pray that healing comes if healing is necessary. Come on, say amen, somebody. And that God's will, come on, will get involved and cause people to wind up getting saved and snatch out the clutches of the devil. That's what we as Christians are supposed to do. Come on. That's who we are. That's our role. That's our role. What's it say in Matthew 5 13? You are the what? Salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is this, it is thenceforth good for nothing that to be cast out and to be trodden under the foot of man. Too much of the church is participating on raising up an ante for a race war. Too much of the church is involved in the race war. We should not be participating in a race war. You want to get in the barbershop and beauty shop and tell people how much knowledge you have because you want to be a part of the conversation. And what's going to happen? There's just going to be a lots and lots and lots of people dead and mamas without sons because you helped put fuel on the fire. Because you want to show and prove how knowledgeable you are about this subject and you don't know nothing. All all the information you have is what you watched on TV. You don't even have the facts. Come on, say amen somebody. Turn to 1 Corinthians 13.8. Too much of so-called Christians Getting involved in a conversation they shouldn't even be involved in, Amen. saying the wrong thing, agreeing with junk they shouldn't even be agreeing with. And if it's true, you shouldn't be having it coming out your mouth because you ain't doing nothing to make matters worse. First Corinthians thirteen a says, "Charity or love never fails. Love never fails. Love never." love is beyond defeat folks Amen. love cannot be defeated because the spirit of division cannot get you when you love Amen. and if you don't get into a division or division get into you you are not going to fall Amen. look at 1 John two ten. if you don't get into division or let division get into you, you are not going to fall. Too many times we allow division to get in us. First John 2, 10, it says, He that what? He that what? Love of his brother abideth where? and the light, and there's what? Not occasion of what? Stumbling in him. But Verse 11, but he that what? Hateth his brother is in what? Darkness and walketh in darkness and knoweth not whether he goeth because that darkness has what? Blinded his eyes and he's stumbling all over the place and walking over and and tripping all over over everything. And causing a lot of damage. But the question is, why is Satan so focused on keeping us apart? That's what he's focused on, folks. He's focusing on keeping us apart. Why? Because he knows when we come together, our revelation of God will be far greater than any one of us or any group of us that we should have on our own. He knows that we get together and do what God says, and we walk the way God's way, God wants us to walk, Satan will not be able to destroy our nation. Satan will not be able to destroy our economy. Satan will not be able to destroy our household. Come on, say amen, somebody. Satan will not be able to carry out his mission. And he will be defeated and will just have to turn on himself and be divided and he will fall. Are you listening to me out here? That's his plan. That's why he's coming against you, because he knows what happens if if people get together and become in one accord and get rid of this division. Are you following me out here? Now, particularly if you're a young person, I want you to listen to this. How many young people we have in here? Some of y'all adults better raise your hand. Come on. (laughs) because after saying all that I want to give you six common sense steps six common sense steps if you are stopped by a police officer six common sense steps if you are stopped by a police officer once again particularly if you're a young person write them down and listen because they just may save your life one day either here or if you are in the states do you hear me number one the first common sense thing if you're stopped by a police officer is to stay calm and don't Let yourself become angry and create a confrontation. Let me say it again. First common sense thing to do if you're stopped by a police officer is to do what? Stay calm. Don't let yourself become angry and create a confrontation. Why? Because police officers are people, too. If someone comes to do their job, and they don't mean any harm, but if you disrespect them and you keep disrespecting them, their face will begin to change. Their attitudes begin to change, and they will react. React. Married people will tell you this. And all the married people say? See, as a married person, you may not meet anything wrong. And a person snuts back at you, and you will respond accordingly. (laughs) And depending on who you are, you may go just, I'm going to let that pass. Or you'll say, who do you think you're talking to in that tone of voice? <laughs> Hello? Hello? See, the response that you give can change the mood of the room. It can change the mood of the car, and it can change the mood of the situation. So, first of all, stay cool. Stay calm. And there's no need to fear. Like we said, the vast majority of police officers are good, but you could run up against one that's not. So stay calm. Tell your neighbor, stay what? Stay what? Calm. Number two. Be courteous even if they're not. You know some of y'all need to hear that. Be courteous even if they're not. Matter of fact, I had a situation here in St. Thomas where this one police officer pulled me over and started to go off on me because he felt I could have stopped at a yellow light. I was very polite, and I said, sir, the light was yellow. And if I would have stopped, I would have stopped too abruptly. Well, this isn't the first time I've seen you do it. (laughs) And I wondered, what have you ever seen me before? (laughs) And why would you focus on me anyway? (laughs) Come on, say amen, somebody. But I was very polite. And I said, sir, I'm not aware of any other time, but I'll pay attention next time. Amen. And he grumbled and let me go. Amen. Another time, me and Promise were coming back from the movies late at night. And me and Promise was in a deep conversation about the movie. Come on, say amen, somebody. And evidently, there you know, not the no cars out at that late at night and I didn't see the light, and the police officer pulled me over. (laughs) Now, he wasn't rough, but he wasn't all that nice either. And I politely told the officer, I apologize. I didn't see it because I was talking to my daughter, and he let us go on. Now, if I would have snapped back, in either of those situations... Why are you stopping me? Ain't nobody out here this late anyway. What? what would he have done? He would have told me and my daughter to get out of the car and she might have had an experience that could stay with her a long time and put her in fear when it comes to a police officer. hear what I'm just saying? And understand this, right now, things are so hyped up. And if you're a cop, you don't know what they have in their car. Especially young people. And as a cop, you want to go home. So you don't know if, if somebody's going to blow you away right there. Now, that's the wrong assumption to make because police officers, they have to check their attitude too. But because things are so hyped up and people operating in fear, they may do something stupid. But you don't know and you want to go home. And see, for some of you, it's hard. Listen to this now. For some of you, and you know who you are. It's hard to let someone talk to you any way they want to. You hear what I just said? But what you ain't understanding that you cannot play the devil's game. You have to stand, you have to understand what he's trying to do. He's trying to steal, kill, and destroy, and he got to use you to do it. So because you ain't gonna let nobody talk to you the way they you need in any way they want to, you're gonna raise your voice. And he got the gun. That is stupid. And that's pride. And that pride can get you hurt, thrown over the car, handcuffed because you felt you could say anything you wanted to say. And ain't nobody going to talk to me like that. I'm a human being who you think you are. You better taper that. You better listen to what I'm saying. Number three. Use the proper title when you're talking to a police officer. You say officer. You say what? Officer. See, the small thing is the issue of respect. It's just like, you don't call me Ron, and you don't call me Ronnie, and you don't call me Ronald. My name is not Ron to you, my name is not Ronnie to you, my name is not Ronald to you. I'm your pastor. Why, are you better than us? No, you respect the office. You respect the office. And the scriptures tell you that a police officer is called of God. So you respect his office, listen, you respect his office even if he or she is not acting respectable. So you address them as, you address them as. So number one is what? Number two is what? Number three is what? Number four is very important, folks. Keep your hands where they can be seen on the steering wheel at 10 o'clock and 2 o'clock. hear me? So they can see you have nothing in your hand. When you are approached, you do this immediately. Young people, and you feisty adults. Why? So that he understands that you are no threat to him. Come on, say amen, somebody. Why, shouldn't, why, why should I have to do that? I shouldn't have to do that. We're not talking about what you should or shouldn't have to do. We're talking about what you better do if you're smart and you want to go home. You put them on a 10 o'clock and a 2 o'clock. Which goes into number five. Number five, comply with the officer's instructions. Comply with the what? Officer's instruction. If requested by an officer to retrieve your license and registration, tell them, where it is before you move, you think I'm kidding? At the bishop taught these, these same lessons to a lady that was sitting in the congregation the same night she was stopped by a police officer and thrown over a car. Same night, matter of fact. She she had just listened to the last six. She had just listened to the six steps on the CD it was playing in her car when it happened. And the police officer treated her roughly, and she was polite and did all the things that he would think she, deserved, she just heard on the CD. Police officer turned around and started talking to her about the service. And she gave him the CD. Are you listening to me out here? So tell them where it is before you what? Move. And when you move, do it slowly. How? Slowly. Don't reach to your glove compartment fast. Fast. Especially if, you're holding, if you gave that police officer and told them you have a gun permit. <laughs> Don't reach the wrong way. Because why? Because that can be the same motion you use to draw your weapon. He or she may not know the difference. And if they got any jitters like they have today, they may decide not to take a chance. Because why? It's only a split second from the holster to bang. All right, with me out of here, and they're not going to take that chance. Don't get out of the car unless you are instructed. Don't get stopped like some people do. And you open the door saying, I want to know why you stopped me. That is the S in stupid. (laughs) Why? He don't know what you're going to do when they're killing cops on the streets nowadays. Just a couple of days ago, two police officers were gunned down, ambushed in Iowa. You don't think that's on their mind? When they leave their house each and every day? So when you're seated in the car, you don't get out the car too fast. Because boxed in, the police officer is already at a disadvantage. You have to start thinking like a cop not just like a civilian, and no back talk. Know what? Know what? Young people don't know this, folks. Young people do not know these things. And they're getting killed. And a lot of times, because their parents didn't teach them, or their parents are the same way, and they're acting out how their parents would act out, and they're getting killed, then the parents want to start a riot. Because they didn't teach their children how to respect that police officer, how to talk to him, even though he is talking to them wrong. They feel they got rights, and they want to demonstrate it, and that, that right gets them killed. Are you listening to me out there? Number six: if an officer gets out of line, report them to the chief police officer in question immediately. When? But on top of this, without telling the officer what you're going to do. <laughs> you know how stubborn you are? Start running him out. I'm going to know what I'm going to do. What's your badge number? I'm going to report you to the chalipi. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> Let the letter be a surprise. <laughs> if possible, if you can, get the badge number or patrol car number, put it in the letter, and that'll be good. Come on, tell your neighbor, that's what I got to do. When you send the letter, send date, time and what happened, who said what, who did what, do all that and do it how often, when? Immediately. Somebody say immediately. Immediately. And many times the bad police officer gets fired. Now, in every case, they get off, folks. Amen? Now, there are some cases that they do, but not all of them. Tell your neighbor, not all of them. Not all of them. Tell your neighbor, not all of them. So what are the six things again, the start off. Number one is what? Don't put it on the screen because I want to see if they have it. Don't put it on the screen. Take it off the screen. Number one. Number two. Number three. Number four. Number five. (laughs) Okay, number six. things folks if we could teach this to our young people a lot of times these young people are getting killed and shot because they don't know how to shut their mouths even if the police officer is wrong they don't know how to shut their mouths and they feel they can say anything they want to say when they want to say it And guess what? That ain't happening anymore. Are you listening to me out here? And justice is not being rendered on their behalf. A lot of these things, a lot of things, all all these, lot of these shootings that we're seeing, most of it, it could have been prevented. How are you going to punch a police officer while he's in his car and expect him not to react? How are you going to walk away from a police officer when he told you to get on the ground and you continue going back to your car and expect him not to react or her to react? Even if they were wrong and it wasn't even justified, you could have prevented it if you would have kept your calm and just followed the instructions. He said, get down. I'm getting down. Immediately. With my hands like this. I'm not giving place to the devil. He's coming to kill, steal, and destroy, and he would love to take you out, especially our young people. Are right, you listening to me out there? Some of them be going to college in the states, folks. You better make sure they're prepared, because things are have escalated high, where well, police officers are afraid and civilians are afraid. And you don't know who's going to stop you. But as long as I know what to do, there's no fear. Now, there's two things, amen, that Bishop suggests. And he's sending letters out to government officials. And what he suggests, amen, to stop what's going on with these police departments Because police officers receive federal funds. Most of them do. Come on. He suggests they would not receive federal funds unless every police officer, before they go out into the street, wear a body cam. And if if it's ever found... To be turned off or lost they should immediately be fired immediately be fired if it's turned off or lost why because the truth is the light and everything can be seen and heard in that body cam why black people are so angry is because they believe they have not been receiving justice And if the facts are there that they can see, there's no argument on either side. That's the difference between what happened in Tulsa and North Carolina. Amen. North Carolina, they refused to show the, the tape. Amen. So people, because they didn't see the tape, they write it. And Tulsa, they immediately showed the tape. Amen. And the people didn't write People want to see the truth. All people want is justice. Let me say it again. All people want is justice. And that's why people are rioting. People are so angry because they don't believe they're getting justice. And if that police officer has a body cam, you can see and hear everything. It will protect him and it will protect the people. And what reason would he have to turn it off in the first place? Come on, say amen, somebody. Second, he suggests, when someone is wrongly prosecuted and is found that the prosecutor or police did something underhandedly, they should pay the price. There should be Penalties both criminal and civil mandated for people who are in those kind of positions who misuse their authority and it's proven that they sent innocent people to jail. Why? Because the last 10 years thousands of people have been let loose, let out of prison that were found out they were innocent if it wasn't for judicial and certain legal organizations trying to find out the truth for people who are incarcerated, they would have stayed in prison for the rest of their life. Federal prosecutors or even local prosecutors must take reasonable care to make sure they have all the facts. All the evidence must come out. There must not be no hiding of evidence. There must, not, there must be no coaching of the witnesses. There can't be any of this. Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. If they don't have enough evidence to convict, they must acquit. Amen. That goes both ways. So don't be quick. Listen to this now. Don't be quick to buy into the news media. Because you got to understand, that's how the news media makes money. They are not a nonprofit organization, folks. News at eleven, and so you will watch the news at eleven. Breaking news! <laughs> you all in breaking news. So, young people, and my young people, say amen. Yeah. And my hot-headed, quick-mop adults, say amen. come on some of y'all know y'all got a quick mouth that quick mouth could be your demise it ain't like the old days folks times have changed times have changed you can't do the same old thing and expect different results. Amen. You're going to have to keep account of what you say. How you say it. Even if you are disrespected. I'm talking to St. Tomians in here, you know. Amen. I've been living here for 20 years. Amen. I know I know you. (laughs) I'm going to try to decide over here. (laughs) I know you. (laughs) I'm well experienced. (laughs) And it's my job to save your life you never know when you are going to be pulled over by the wrong person because things have escalated so high and the devil inciting division. Amen? He's trying to get people in so much fear that they do stupid things. and We know where fear is present Faith is not. But how does faith work? How does faith work? How does faith work? By love. As long as I continue to walk in love, regardless of how they talk to me, regardless of how I treat to me, God says I'll be blessed in the end. And I got to keep that in my mind before I start talking with my mouth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and give God praise. Come on, lift your hands and give God glory.